Welcome back to the Hotbox episode 191. Matt Lee here, also StuffStonersLike.com and the Cannabis Journal. Make sure to follow us because conference season is coming up. going to be all over the place. Uh, Arizona, Seattle, California, Oregon. I mean, literally everywhere. So uh, this episode, talking to Lior Gantz. He is going to chat with us about cannabis investing. Uh, this guy's like some sort of thrill-seeking entrepreneur. Uh, he's traveled to over 30 countries in the last 10 years just pursuing these thrills and opportunities, gaining all of this valuable knowledge and experience. He's going to share it with us here, so check it out. My mother and my best friends call me liar, but yeah, Lior. You travel uh, all over the place, and you've been watching all of these different markets, and of course, everyone, uh, the market that they all have their eye on uh, is cannabis, even though it's Schedule 1, and there's a, a lot of risk involved. Uh, personally, I was not able to get paychecks. Uh, we had to get paid in cash, and that was a very pain in the butt thing to, to have to deal with. Um, where do you see this kind of going? I mean, obviously we need banking sorted first and we need the schedule sorted, right? Well, sure. But here's the thing. Um, politically and um, financially, the the dam is burst on cannabis legalization. Over 60% of the population in the, in the United States lives in a state that has legalized marijuana sales in some form or another. The importance of marijuana legalization is being accepted nationwide, and the cannabis industry has an immense potential for future growth. Just realize that a total of 29 states have legalized medicinal, uh, medical uh, marijuana, and, and nine states have um, legalized recreational use. So it's, it's truly a trend in motion. The, the reason for this is because all the parties involved want it to legalize the tax collections associated with these sales have been soaring. So in, in, in 2014, they were only, uh, uh, you know, a couple of million dollars, but you know, in July of 2015, it was over $50 million. And now we're talking a lot more. Um, the, the project, projected growth of this in industry is 27%. I just want to explain to you, Matt, that uh, if you take, for example, the greatest investor of all time, Warren Buffett, he was able to compound his wealth for his shareholders at a compounding rate of less than 20%, 19.3%. This industry is growing at 27%. It's, it's a wealth-generating machine at this point. Just so you'll get it, the, the adult use by, by, by 2020 – is projected to be 7.9 billion, and then you got a medical use at another 7.3 billion. So this is a 15.2 billion dollar industry by 2020. This is not a long time away, um, and, and the support for marijuana legalization is amazing. You're talking for the medical, you're talking close to 80 percent. And for the uh, recreational, we're talking 50%. Republicans, Democrats, independents, women, millennials, Hispanics, you know, it's, it's all over the place. 
What what uh, would you what would you say was like the the main tipping point? I mean, was it majority of states going medical, or was it once we got the internet and we were able to share the information and reverse that reefer madness? Or as a as someone that watches the the business climate of it, like where where did that happen? Well, I I think I think it's 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 a. It's the mixed. Uh, it's a trend. A little bit of everything. That yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course, but but the main thing to see here is this: Why was marijuana um, illegal for so many years? It was because of uh, many. Um, um, it's Mr. Anslinger. Gover- uh, many governmental agencies that had more to gain having it illegal than legal. And, you know, people have wanted uh, marijuana to be legal. You know, marijuana wasn't wasn't an issue to be legal or illegal for thousands of years. It has been used. There, there's been about 24,000 products made from hemp over the, the course of civilization um, and, and its history. It, it has only been illegal for, you know, for our lifetimes. The, the reason is lobbying and a lot of the other things that have to do with the, with the cigarette industries and, and many other industries that have pulled strings and made it uh, more beneficial for politicians to keep it illegal. Um, but right now, the, the, the implications of making it legal are, are, and the consequences are much more positive for, for governments than ever before. And they're just telling their uh, – there are cigarette friends, you know, you, you know, either you you join the party or you're going to miss out. Um, see, it, it, post-legalization in Colorado, for instance, it, there's been over 18,000 jobs created. What, what kind of president or what kind of politician doesn't want this on inauguration here? There's, it's a suicide not to uh, go along with this. The numbers, like, right? They've gotten to the point where they just can't. They can't say no. Oh yeah, yeah. They're not gonna. Uh, I, well, unless something really, truly shocking happens, right. like a, I don't know, like a. I always say some, like they they put these weird number limits on plants. Like you can only have four plants or five plants. So my assumption was always that if you got more than like ten plants together, they became sentient, and then they kind of started to try to take over the world, and they hunted humans down and all that. So who knows? Sure. Um, Here's here's what you need to understand, and it's very important. the The implications of this is not only the legal taxes that that come along, and not the high paying jobs. It's also the amazing implications for um, for people who are who, who are looking at this from a crime perspective. the um, The amount of people involved in illegal industries. And in drug cartels, etc., will go down by twenty to thirty percent. There's there's really uh, less of an incentive uh, to, to 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 deal in the black market when it's legal, uh, and that's because of innovation. When you have legitimate businessmen going into this, you're gonna find a lot of innovation coming through the market, new products. New ways of delivering the product, new ways of manufacturing the product, new ways of processing uh, the product. So all of this will create a ton of uh, of amazing industries. And and the the brilliance of this is the satellite industries. 
So you probably know the, the days of the gold rushing in California. The person who made the most money was named <laughs> Levi Strauss, yep. and he sold the jeans. Yep. He never picked a shovel in the day in his life. No, you gotta got to sell the equipment, and, right? You got to be that guy. Correct. So you know the the the, the market cap of marijuana um, and, and cannabis, the 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 pharma industry, the research industry is by far the biggest. It, it's like one point five billion dollars. Producers are at, uh, at about six hundred fifty million. And then real estate to house these and and to um, you know office space you know plants etc. That's an industry that's coming along. Consulting, uh, uh, tech, marketing. You're gonna you're gonna have ads. You're gonna have you know uh, advertising money going into this. Everyone is enjoying this this dam bursting, and that's important. Uh, for instance, uh, in California. Which is a large uh, marijuana market. The there's one company, uh, for example, that were uh, a wealth research group. We're following um, um, the big three. I call, we refer to them as the big three, and these are the best places, the best sectors to to uh, to speculate in wisely if you're looking to make. Uh, you know, amazing returns. I'm not talking average returns. I'm talking amazing returns. And these are the natural resource sector, meaning mining, gold, etc., gold, silver, zinc. You know, these companies, when they find something in the ground, it, it completely changes the, the company. And we've had a lot of success with that. Cutting edge science, you know, biotechnology, nanotechnology companies, and then um, cannabis is is the big three. And, and from all of them in 2017 – Cannabis is going to be the one that creates fortunes. For instance, in California's legal cannabis market, you're talking a market of $4 billion by 2020. And there's nothing there right now uh, that even uh, uh, equates to a dominant company. There's no dominant company in the, in the California market. There's no brand. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, so there's no brand names. This is what's missing right now in, in, in the cannabis industry. Is it's that like, due to it's, how it's, the regulations are set up, that they're not allowed to advertise like in certain medical states? Or is this that nobody's thought like, hey, you need a weed advertising company to, to help brand these businesses? Oh, yeah. The, the, there are weed advertising companies coming along, man, for sure. But what I'm telling you is no one has branded himself yet as the McDonald's uh, or the you know or, or the Amazon of this world, right? And, uh, uh, because it's so fresh, and so for instance, in California, there's a company right now, a publicly traded company called Lifestyle Delivery Systems. For instance, and the Wealth Research Group is following very closely because what they've done, for for example, is create a, a product called Canna Strips, and it, it, it's a very unique product. Um, it's, it's a strip that you basically consume and it, it creates uh, four revenue streams like from nursery and breeding, uh, laboratory testing, and, and the strips themselves are, are going to be marketed in supermarkets, etc. So um, you're talking such innovation. Who would have thought that this would be in like a strip? That strip is like a like you you reap you reap open um, a little bag 
uh, same as uh, like a soap uh, uh, bag, and then you just consume it on your on your on your tongue. Right, a sublingual. Um, yeah, yeah. And you're... I'm sorry. It's a, a sublingual strip, right? You just put it on your tongue, and it melts, and then the uh, cannabinoids absorb in into your system. Yeah, it's a smoke-free pain yeah. relief, basically. Those are awesome. And it's a it's just a safe method of 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 enjoying cannabis. Each strip has a consistent dosage of cannabis, allowing for a, a discreet and comfortable experience. You know what I mean? Yep. So the extract is is reduced to a micro uh, particulate size, and you just consume it. And it's an it's it's an it's an insane. They're already creating like five different products. Right. One for when one from when you go to sleep. One's called the Black Mamba, where you know it's it's the the branding is coming in to this industry, and you're gonna. You're gonna know names like you know Marlboro or you know Subway, etc. You're gonna know uh, cannabis companies, and the 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 thing about it is to position yourself early with the companies that are run by by actual entrepreneurs, and that's what I'm telling you that this industry, what it's gaining right now in 2017 is momentum because there's so many legitimate people coming in that have already done business. Um, in other walks of life, and they're now saying, "Look, this industry is amazing." I think a lot of that too maybe has to do with the plan itself. Uh, I mean, the Silicon Valley genius thought projects like they all smoke weed and that's where these crazy ideas come from and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't but that's something that like no matter who your competition is there if you're apple or your google or whatever like you guys all smoke weed and that's an industry that they can all just kind of look at and and we do we see all these cool different uh vaporizers and and different extraction methods to turn your your flower into like a distillate or an isolate i mean all of that takes teams of people and equipment and infrastructure and all of sure. that equals money you know sure there the 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 thing about it is you make something illegal you bring in uh, a great people, and people are the ones that make businesses. the The plant is the plant, but there, there's, there's, there hasn't been any progress in in uh, growing or or anything else that has to do with weed for for many years. It was all in the because, closet, right? <laughs> because when you, I'm sorry. Oh, I say it was all in the closet. Like you, you couldn't uh, uh, be like, "Hey, look at my cool plant," because someone would narc on well, you and you go to jail. <laughs> Sure, but 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 here's it's the thing: Matt, when it's out, when it's in the closet, the only innovation that you're trying to figure out is how to hide it better. Right, right. Now, now it's it's a whole different innovation. It's how to produce the best, um, you know, the best uh, product for people to want. It's it's a commodity now. It's a crop. You, it's going to be sold, um, like any other uh, crop using advertising using marketing, etc. And what I think is the, the next three years are a bona fide, insane opportunity for, for pioneer investors, basically. You need to take a bit of risk on yourself, obviously, but the, the, and that's why it's one of the big three uh, smart speculations uh, sectors. But the idea is here is simple. It's, it's the same as with any other, uh, any of the big three. What you need to do is find out who the people 
who are running the company are. If they're legitimate, if they're proven, um, and, and if they have a past of, of success in other industries, then you can bet that they will replicate those business practices into marijuana. And this is very exciting um, you know, for, for, for medical uses and for recreational uses. I'm very excited to see this coming along. And um, I, I, was, I was there in Colorado uh, just a few months after they made it legal. Um, I, I think it was 20, January of 2013 when, uh, when I was there. Just a few months after they, the, the, um, the amendment came in and, and, and I already saw shops coming in. People were, were uh, uh, their breath was smelling of marijuana at, at nighttime in Breckenridge. It was a ski uh, ski resort that I was at, and people were enjoying this. And I, I was seeing that if this replicates throughout uh, the U.S. and now Germany wants to make it legal, there's many other places on the planet that uh, that are looking to make it legal. Germany is a huge market, so now you're even talking international trade, exporting and importing marijuana because of different climates. It, it will have different tastes for people. So. Um, there's so many aspects of this that it's really, it's really exciting. And for Wealth Research Group uh, members of our of our free newsletter, we are going to feature and profile um, um, publicly traded marijuana companies this year that we feel will have a great impact on people's lives. Because the one thing that I've that I want to tell you is, and, and here's the thing: the the most profitable company in the past 50 years anywhere in the world has been Philip Morris, the maker of Marlboro. So if every person who smokes Marlboro, instead of smoking, would have put the same amount of money in, a, in, in Philip Morris stock, he would have been a multi-multi-millionaire. And what I'm telling uh, marijuana users right now is don't treat this as just a great product, treat this also as a great investment because it, if, if you invest early, you're going to be able to buy all the marijuana uh, you want and even start your own companies with the, with the funds. Um, so I'm very excited about this. Yeah, that that's definitely huge, especially uh, the area of giving people a leg up to start their own business. You know, like that's that's – I guess, quote unquote, American dream stuff. You know, that's, that's why people want to, want to be here and be a part of this. What, sure. uh, as a, as an investment, and I, I keep hearing, uh, a lot of people say that the place to really be looking and to be focusing at is the hemp market because that's big ag. That's where, that's where the big money's going to be made. That's where everything has to scale. And that's, you know, that's the giant. Um, like, does that kind of line up with what you've seen? Yes. And there's other industries that, that are going to be important. The, the most important part of the market right now is in the research. It's, it's in, the, in the pharma business. That is the biggest one right now. So companies that will be able to break through technologies themselves is very important. Producers are are also important right now. Uh, but the real ticket, I think, 
is the consumers. Because right now, many people don't consume because they're afraid, am I going to start consuming or not uh, for recreational and for uh, medical uses? It's still uh, you know, going through this taboo phase for many people. But with 80 million baby boomers retiring, and medical marijuana could be a great um, uh, product for many of them, great solution for many of them, the consumer is only 300 million per year right now. So I see the biggest opportunity for, for companies who can create products for a consumer, uh, like the one I told you, uh, lifestyle delivery systems um, that is trading in the US right now, and it's based in California with canistrips. But there's many other companies that we're looking at uh, that are also important. Uh, I I think both are are important, but investment wise, agriculture is the toughest business on the planet. You got to deal with weather systems, irrigation systems. Um, you know, an old joke says that if you want to earn seventy five cents, take a dollar and go into the agriculture business. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's a it's a tough tough business. I think you, a lot of the you would ra- I'm sorry. Uh, oh, I, I was gonna say I think a lot of the uh, people that got into it uh, right when Washington went wreck and got big bigger than they were able to keep up with learned that lesson early on as far as how hard it is to take a plant and replicate it over acres and then have something go wrong in one and then watch it just spread because it's, you know, you're one or two people. You can't keep up with it all. It's, it's big. Sure. Sure. Uh, well, just think of it this way. It's, it's the same as with any other crop. The, the best, the best uh, profits come in the value added and the value right. added is is the final product. So, um, you know, think uh, think any of the any of the big brands like uh, like a uh, a dough brand like Pillsbury. Pillsbury makes more money from dough um, and bread related uh, products than the, the growing the wheat. Right. Obviously, the wheat grower makes a very tight margin. And then Pillsbury comes in with their beautiful uh, advertising and makes up uh, an insane amount of money. Retailers like Amazon and uh, Walmart will go into marijuana uh, uh, um, into the marijuana business. That's where the fortunes will be made. And the end consumer, um, I do believe that some agriculture businesses do well just because there's experts in that field. But the opportunity is basically in the end consumer because the retail audience pays more than the wholesale uh, businesses right. that want to basically uh, you know buy it for as, as cheap as they as cheap as they can. So obviously money here and there, but if you're talking, who are the first people who are going to make money? It's the companies that uh, that produce the end product and are able to to become a brand name, a household name. So how do you, how do you navigate something like that? And, and even just like 
at, at the United States scale, not even talking about uh, like a global type of industry and dealing with those tariffs and, and laws and everything, but like how how do you do you just be ancillary enough that you can do business in all fifty states, or do you just kind of focus in the location that you're at and and make sure you get it right there? Because I mean. Each state's going to be different right now. Like, I feel like a lot of this needs to be lobbied and to get fixed at that level before a really big boom can happen. There's just too many laws, like, fighting against it. Um, Well, here's the thing. If you're a legit company, you're going to hire lawyers that are going to start working on your behalf to, to see how safe it is to expand beyond your your native state but right. yes as an entrepreneur right now um a lot of companies find a a particular state that they want to be in and they stay within that state they don't want to obviously if, if they do business in multiple states then they're on the radar of the federal level and they don't want to do that as long as they they stay safe on on some particular state then i think this is the best um way to achieve uh growth right now you can you can do that. You can um, create your your procedures. Uh, employees can learn your system. Then you can move forward to other states when it's safer. It's right. important uh, for companies right now to to. Uh, here's the thing: twenty percent of of uh, marijuana companies waited, waited, delayed their growth plans solely on the election results. <laughs> so. You know, uh, Trump's presidency has shined an optimistic light with many marijuana industry executive and high-level investors because Trump is pro-business. And he's not a hardcore conservative who has an irrational belief that marijuana is evil. So um, you know, it's, it's just a matter of now regulating it, making it, uh, moving it to the higher level. And I think... Um, if I was the president, I would now be look. I would now be putting this on a probationary period and seeing. Okay, let's let's see how this is is coming uh, six months down the road. So he would he, he would want to um, he want to test this. He don't want he doesn't want to make any sudden moves when uh, with regards to this. So I think it's a very safe environment to work state wise, and then. Um, if he comes out and, and, and does anything to, to, to make it uh, – to bring it up to the next uh, federal level and, and, and make it more uh, um, regulated and, and uh, um, basically more legit, then that opens up the prospects for a second surge in marijuana startups, valuations, and stock prices, etc. Uh, will, they will all um, go up. And what I think is important here is that – the illegal industry will basically be uh, be non-relevant because um, you know when you have to do business le- legally, it's much different than illegally. Uh, the model is different. The, the the costs are different. You need to really know how what you're doing. Yeah, and the 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 cost of failure. I mean, that could be your whole livelihood, especially a lot. Of- you know, people in, invested pretty much their whole savings into some of these these startups. Um, I think if oh, yeah. if I personally, if I was the president, I would have like the biggest, dankest weed grow, and it would be right on the White House backyard lawn, greenhouses, 
all that shit. Presidential OG bud. I think that would be fantastic. But you bring up a good point. He is. He's all about business. So we'll we'll see. I don't on and I don't want to get too political because I I don't like politics. But I I feel like he's got other pressing other more pressing matters than to worry about what a bunch of us uh, weed industry folk are doing. You know. Sure, but uh, you know, just just uh, understand that um, you know all these states need uh, tax revenue, right? Like like never before because huge. the amount of people working in the workforce are are going down every day because the amount of people celebrating their sixty fifth birthday is absolutely ridiculous. Every ten seconds. A baby boomer celebrates his sixty-fifth birthday, and with innovation and technology, people are living twenty, thirty, even forty years after retirement. And the working class needs to provide for them. So, when you've got this ratio between the working class and the the dependent uh, population, those who are were getting benefits like Medicare, Medicaid, etc., any tax is important, especially with uh, Trump uh, um, uh, wanting to rewrite trade agreements with many uh, foreign governments. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's going to create friction, and that transitional period, uh, marijuana can turn out to be a very important source of revenue for the states. So uh, it's a very bullish future that I see um, for for companies. Um, and, and for people, and it's a great time to to basically be alive and see change going through. I don't think that change that that change will be reversible ever. No, definitely. Uh, we're we're it's only going to increase because we're all going to have to smoke a lot more weed to get through what's coming. I think <laughs> we're going to need to all be a lot more tolerant of of everything here. Um, I th- I want to say uh, from a business perspective, is this going to be something that's studied and won for the school university books as far as how like regulation kind of put obstacles in the way of potential growth. I, I can't really think of other than obviously, uh, like you mentioned earlier, the alcohol prohibition. I can't really think of any other industry that has had its growth stunted on purpose only because you know there were these weird laws in place preventing it or you know the the risk was just it it, it was you know too high yeah um well i i don't know if it's going to be studied in, in in universities but definitely in law school um you, you're going to have to study uh this kind of uh trend because this is a real revolution and um, you know, it, it was such a taboo for so many years. So many people got in, 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 you know, to jail because of it. That it's it's a real change in in America, and it 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 uh, it tells you a lot about the the change that America is going through right now, and it's leading the the uh, uh, the marijuana legalization trend. In the world, if, if when America coughs, the rest of the world is sick, and when America grows, the rest of the world benefits. So that's why you're seeing a lot of other countries that are going to be copycatting uh, what's going on in, in in the states, 
and using and a lot of politicians saying, hey, if the U.S. is doing it, we're going to do it as well. So this is going to be actually bigger than just the U.S. And it's, it's going to it's going to be a very uh, global atmosphere um, of, of legalizing, uh, legalizing uh, marijuana. How do we reverse the Schedule 1 or get rid of that? I, I feel like before any of that happens, that has to change because that's the one thing that always – that's the fallback, right? Like no matter what happens, if it gets escalated to federal court, they instantly say, well, federally it's Schedule 1, so therefore we win. Like you can't fight that until the laws are changed. Right? How, how do we go about doing that? Well, the – from now on, it's 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 strictly been so lawyers, lobbyists, from, and uh, yeah. Look, lawyers from from uh, many uh, companies. What once the hedge funds and the private uh, money groups uh, in in New York and in uh, um, and, you know in, in in the capital markets start pressing on Washington D.C. to make the next move. It's right. going to happen. It, it's the same as in with every industry. You got enough entrepreneurs pressing uh, pressing forward, um, and it starts flowing up from the state level up to the federal level. Where uh, in the end, they just understand that it's it's uh, they're going to look more popular by going with it than uh, going against it. That's that's the beast that is called politics. So um, it's just a matter of, of timing right now and pressure, right. timing and pressure. It had to get the proper people from those businesses that have been doing legitimate business in other sectors for you know decades now to get involved, to f- all get together and be like, all right, this is how it's going. Oh, yeah. That's cool that we're seeing that. I, I'm, I'm so happy that... I can, you know, be a part of this and watch it evolve in all of these states as I cover it for the magazine and for the hot box and for stuff stoners like it's it's really cool to be able to see the business side and the the culture side and the impact on on everybody as a whole society just raising the bar a little bit once uh, we can all smoke weed and and not be criminals about it. Yes, it's it's a uh, it's a true revolution and I'm I'm very excited um, that wealth research group can can come in and do what we do best, which is sift through hundreds of publicly traded companies and you know find a select few that can really impact the lives of shareholders and uh, you know and make sure that you're not only loving this change but you're actually profiting from change. I I can't tell you how important it is in life. To not only uh, know that you're right and feel it in your gut, but be a winner and make this uh, work for for your advantage in other ways than just being the the uh, uh, you know the the pros uh, the prospector <coughs> watching this from afar, but actually enjoying the fruits of this uh, revolution. And that's what uh, to to kind of we'll we'll conclude here. Um, but that's I've seen that a lot as far as the people that have really made a, a good 
living in this industry uh, as far as my sector i guess the extraction and, and processing refining area uh, it's it's not the people that own the labs or ran the labs or did any of that it was the people that were selling the equipment the guys that were smart enough to know that all right this extractor is built out of these parts and these parts need to be stamped so that they can be permitted and licensed and they did it you know they built these monster machines that scaled these labs for people and they were the ones that that made out really really nicely nope it's it's totally true if if you can innovate and work with the trend this is the industry to be in the next two three years no doubt that's awesome well leo organs wealthresearchgroup.com check it out if you need any sort of wealth consulting and and stuff like that and uh yeah Matt, been awesome. for for your for your listeners and your readers yes. we created a, a a special report about the marijuana industry just all the implications all the data anything that you, that you need to know and you can just go to wealth researchgroup.com slash forward slash cannabis pioneers that's cannabis pioneers and you can download for free a, the, the most comprehensive um, report on the entire industry what's going on national wide and Canada and, and uh, Germany and throughout the planet and how you can participate in this in more than one way and it does include our top uh, company that we've uh, that we found uh, looking through 149 publicly traded companies and the most compelling one we found. So I hope uh, that uh, that your your listeners and readers will check uh, wealthresearchgroup.com/slash/cannabispioneers. That's awesome. We appreciate that, Lear. Thank you. Wealthresearchgroup.com/slash/cannabispioneers. Definitely check that out. All sorts of interesting and insightful information from our friends at Wealth Research Group. Uh, anything else before we let you go? It's been an awesome interview. I know you're busy. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. No, I, I really had a good time, and let's uh, let's definitely do this again. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Larry, and we'll chat soon. Thank you, Matt. All right. Leor Gans with WealthResearchGroup.com. Check him out online if you uh, have some wealth you need researched and grouped together. Matt Lee, Hotbox Daughter, Stuff Centers like CannabisJournal.com. Check those out. Follow us on Instagram. Got some auctions happening this week and some live streams on Periscope of uh, some glass blowing. So, all sorts of exciting stuff. All right. Well, thanks for listening and we'll catch you later. Peace. 